You're listening to the Savannah Zombie Novel Podcast, the podcast of author Josh Vasquez. That's me. It's the podcast where I talk about all kinds of things, uh, nerdy things, zombies, uh, books, uh, and today, Star Wars. Yay! So it's been uh, several months now since Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. Last episode in the Skywalker Saga has released in theaters. Um, It happened uh, during my little hiatus from this podcast. Um, And it was one of the things that I was like, okay, well, I can get back into it. And I'm going to do an episode on Rise of Skywalker. And I was like, you know what? I really want to see the movie again before I'm, you know talk about it and then I never saw it again and I was like well now I can't do the podcast anyways long story short I've seen it again I bought it when they released it early on digital um and it's uh I got thoughts you know it's it's not bad I don't a lot of people are I feel like uh I don't want to say hating on it. I don't want to say hating on it like The Last Jedi, but like it's definitely everybody's like, yeah, what, what is what is this? This is not cool. Um, but I don't know. I think over time, uh, people will probably appreciate this one a little bit more. I do think it is pretty clunky far as uh, story wise. Um, and I think a part of what makes it clunky is it is like non-stop. There's very, very little like quiet moments. There are a few, um, but like it is just constantly going, going, going and coming in at like the longest runtime for any Star Wars movie. It's a long time to keep going, 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 going. Um, but anyways, my initial reaction was I super liked it. I enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed The Last Jedi when I saw it in theaters, um, you know, but I think there's a thing about, like, Star Wars, like, too, like, when you see it in theaters, it's just like, yeah, like, it's so exciting, it's, ah, everything, what, what is going on, and, and it's just, like, this whole, like, experience, but then when you actually start to, like, think about, like, what happened in the movie that you just watched, and I don't think that's just a Disney thing either. That I think that Star Wars has always kind of been like that. Um, now, obviously, I didn't see uh, the originals in the theater, but y'all should have got over. Y'all should have got over. I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, this lane goes into this lane. You still ride in it. Sorry. Again, um, if you're new, <laughs> I'm driving. Uh, while I record my podcast, it's uh, a thing I like to do on my way to work or on my way home from work, and uh, sometimes, you know, traffic situations, uh, they have to be addressed on the podcast, and I don't edit them out, because I'll be professional, and that's one thing we're not here, folks. Anyways, um, so, yeah, I, I think that's something that uh, Star Wars movies have always been. I haven't seen, like, I didn't see the originals when they came out in theaters, but I did see the special editions, um, and I don't really care what you think about the special editions, because it was, it was my chance to see them in theaters, so, you know, it's whatever, I don't care, um, I don't care about who shot who first, or whatever changes, uh, Lucas made to, uh, to the originals, uh, 
because I've actually, I mean, I've seen them. I've seen the, uh, like, original versions before the special editions uh, via a uh, VHS tape, uh, which if you don't know what that is, if you're too young to know what that is, um, just Google it. Look it up. Look up VHS tapes. Um, they're pretty cool. Uh, they're a lot of fun back in the day. Um, so anyways, yeah, uh, I think once you actually stop and, like, think about Star Wars, and I think it, it is more, I think it is more prevalent today, too, especially within the Star Wars fandom, which, like, we're already thinking about, like, this kind of stuff, like, during the movie, like, when you're watching it, rather than just sitting back and enjoying the movie, and I think that's the thing about Star Wars, too, like, it has, like, yeah, it's got a lot of themes going on in there. George Lucas always was, you know, working on, like, the hero's journey and all that stuff. And there's always, like, these, uh, what he called, like, you know, like the poetry of it. Like, the uh, the circles and everything that, like, rotate back to w- one another and all that stuff. And there's, like, all this stuff going on underneath the surface. But, basically, Star Wars is a popcorn blockbuster. Go see it and have some fun. Enjoy the movies. Movie. You know, that's just, that's what it what it's always kind of been and uh you know just being big fans of star wars i think we kind of take these take these movies a little bit too seriously sometimes and that subtracts from some of the fun um and that's not to say that rise of skywalker didn't have some flaws i think it did um but i felt like it did some things uh right and I don't know if it's so much that there's issues with the rise of Skywalker, but I think there's just issues with the whole sequel trilogy, um, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I just feel like there's, like, issues with kind of, like, that whole trilogy to begin with, um, and I think that's kind of what hinders Rise of Skywalker, which also in its defense it's not only trying to wrap up this this trilogy but it's trying to wrap up all nine movies you know the whole skywalker saga um going all the way back to uh a new hope and then with the prequels and all that like there's just it's just trying to wrap up everything and even in its uh extended <laughs> runtime, which i mean i think it was like what two hours and 40 minutes or something like that um just got so much crammed in there and i feel like there's like a few things in there it's like all right well you could have done without that that's just a straight up like fan service to a certain amount of fans and all that but i I don't know but whatever um yeah so i don't know like i really even like upon like like my more scrutinizing uh rewatches and all that I still, I mean, it's still enjoyable. That's still like fun. There's a, like, like a, a few things that kind of bother me, but like whatever, you know. Not every movie is gonna be 100. Um, and uh, I guess I go and say this up front. Like, I still like the Last Jedi. Um, I'm still uh, a fan. I honestly think it's the strongest of the three in the new sequels. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'll stand on that and. I'll argue with anybody about The Last Jedi, but, oh, man, where to begin, so, okay, and if you haven't seen this, then, and, for, okay, not only if you haven't seen this and avoided spoilers, but if you've somehow, like, 
just managed to avoid the internet for the past, I don't know, however many months. Uh, spoilers ahead. <laughs> I feel like I've waited long enough. It's it's okay. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Rise of Skywalker, like, what are you, what are you even doing? You know, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, well, I don't know. Anyways, so starting off, the dead speak uh, right there in the in the crawl, and I don't know why everybody gets hung up on this. Like everybody gets hung up on uh, th- like the dead speak and how uh, Disney kind of uh, did this crossover with Fortnite, which yeah, that it's kind of weird, but whatever, you know, things like that happen now. They did, they did it with the Avengers. Um, but uh, Disney did this crossover with Fortnite, so they had like all these like Star Wars skins, um, some of which I think I had like the Millennium Falcon glider. Um, what else do I? I don't I don't think I have anything else. But yeah, they like released like lightsabers in the game, which was like super cool because um, you could just literally just go through anything with it. Um, but yeah, so anyways, like the whole dead speak part in the opening crawl for Rise of Skywalker. I guess they uh, release that, uh, like, you actually hear Palpatine uh, speaking in Fortnite. I must have missed that part. Um, but, yeah, so I guess that's the thing. And, like, people are like, oh, like, oh, like, how can you release this uh, information, this vital information outside of the movies? And, um, well, uh, it, 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 my uh, my friend here. Uh, well, Star Wars, Star Wars always starts like right in the middle of the action in media res, you know, if you want to be fancy. Uh, but yeah, their movies, movies always kind of start like right in the middle of something. So, I mean, the opening crawls have kind of always been like that. Like, it's not anything new. It's, I think it's just the fact that people, that people are mad that they, they did a crossover with Fortnite. And, uh, I don't know why people want to like, Again, that's like a whole nother subject for a whole nother podcast episode. But yeah, I don't think the opening crawl, Dead Speak, Palpatine's all of a sudden back. I don't really feel like that's uh, a big deal. And um, just to say this off the top, because I feel like I'm going to continue to like make this point. Like, I think one of the strongest things about the Star Wars universe is not so much the movies like the movies are, are great and fun i love the movies enjoy them um but it's when they start to fill in like all the holes and like gaps and all that stuff uh with books and comics and all the rest of the like uh, video games and all that stuff when they start to fill in the rest of the universe with uh like all the other different kinds of media i think that's where star wars really begins to shine because it just gives a uh, so many different people a uh, different chance to be like, oh, well, let's talk about this character. Let's talk about this character and like all this different stuff. And uh, I think that's some of the, the best stuff in Star Wars, honestly, in my, in my opinion. So now that Disney is uh, done with the sequel trilogy, I'm uh, pretty excited about all the stuff they're going to come up with um, that kind of fills in all those gaps, uh, fills in all the years between uh, Return of the Jedi and um, The Force Awakens. There was the the uh, the Afterlife uh, trilogy of books, uh, which weren't, weren't bad, but I think a lot of the stuff that was set in between that period, like up and up until this point, like it's they've almost been like 
kind of uh, tiptoeing around things just because I weren't sure like well we're not sure where they're going with the movies yet so we can't say this we can't talk about this now that the movies are over there's free game to talk about everything so anyways that's a little a side point but I feel like I'm gonna keep coming back to that point because uh, I don't know I feel like a lot of the issues in the sequel trilogy is like that they weren't giving you any information because we weren't really sure where we're going with this yet um, alright, so yeah, opening crawl that opens up on uh, Mustafar, which is super cool to go back and visit that, but the weird thing about it is, like, you don't really know it's Mustafar until, like, like, I didn't know it was until Mustafar until, like, I was reading, like, an article, like, after I saw the movie, because it looks different, it doesn't look like the fiery lava planet that you see in Revenge of the Sith, um, but, you know, it's just a different, like, a different location on, on the, uh, on the planet, so, I mean, I guess that's, that's cool, um, and, uh, I think another, another big, big gripe about this movie is, like, a lot of this information, I guess, is in, uh, the visual dictionary, which, um, I would agree, yeah, you shouldn't have to buy a visual dictionary or a book to understand a movie, like, it kind of, you should kind of be able to know what's going on, uh, but yeah, anyways, opens up in Mustafar, Kylo Ren, Supreme Leader, um, he's been a, a very bad guy for a year now, I think it's a year in between the movie, uh, between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, and, uh, yeah, so he's just mowing down these, <laughs> these, uh, these dudes, um, of course, you don't even, like, know who they are, um, it, during the movie, which I did, I did, uh, download the audiobook from Audible, so, like, it fills in a lot of, like, information that is just not present in the movie, which, again, like, shouldn't have to kind of do that, like, um, and I feel like, I don't know, it's just, it was a really cool action sequence, and it was really quick, like, he's just, like, mowing through these dudes, he finds the Sith Wayfinder, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's in space, he's flying through space, flying through the uncharted regions, flying through unknown region, flying through this big red space region, and anyway, boom, then he's on the Sith planet, then he's walking real fast, doing his fast Kylo Ren walk into the, the Sith temple, then he finds a jar full of Snokes, which then, like, another thing, like, I think, I don't know, I feel like my, another recurring theme for my episode is that people just got bent out of shape about, like, the weirdest things, like, the jar full of Snokes, I, like, people were, I guess, still upset about Snoke being killed in, uh, The Last Jedi, and how he was just a puppet the whole time, and how, like, he wasn't of any consequence whatsoever, where, like, Force Awakens set him up at this big bad, and it's, I don't know, man, like, jar full of Snokes, I thought it was kind of funny, um, honestly, but that's just me. And, um, so, anyways, come to find out, he finds Palpatine, uh, in the movie, you just, you just know it's, you just know it's Palpatine, like, you don't know anything else, but, like, revealed later through the novelization, it turns out this is actually, like, a cloned body of Palpatine, supposedly, uh, this is something that he was working on before Return of the Jedi, um, and kind of prematurely ended up transferring himself to this uh, this in, uh, incomplete clone body as uh, as he was falling down the reactor shaft in in the Death Star, 
um, after uh, Darth Vader threw him over the ledge, and it's just like, I don't know, man, it's a real kind of stretch of like, okay, I, I guess that's how it could have happened, but then again, you know, it's Star Wars, man, it's space wizards in, in space fighting with laser swords, like, don't think about it too long, it just, it, it'll make your head hurt, but anyways, um, so yeah, Palpatine's back, he's been pulling the strings the whole time, which, again, a lot of people were kind of bent out of shape about this, but like, how, how, like, you know, like, it just, it ruins, like, everything, and like, he doesn't really, I mean, it kind of makes sense that Palpatine has been pulling the strings the whole time, um, I wish, I wish, the only thing, like, and going, this is going back to my other point, like, I don't think Disney knew what they were, like, doing with this full, like, trilogy. They didn't have, like, a set-out plan. Like, they kind of left it up to the directors to make the the story, which I felt like they should have had some, like, overarching, you know, like, story beats, but they don't really don't. It's like, J.J. Abrams set everything up with The Force Awakens, but he did it in his real J.J. Abrams style of, like, leaving a bunch of mystery boxes for other directors to open and then you know ryan johnson gets it here with the last jedi and he's like yeah no i'm not opening these boxes these are dumb boxes and throws them out the window everybody gets upset about that and um i think uh colin uh, trevorrow like the guy that was going to direct episode nine i think he was kind of in the same line he's like yeah no let's not let's not go back and do those things let's keep going and moving in a different direction and I think with all the backlash from The Last Jedi, Disney got scared and was like, no, let's, let's not do that. And then they ended up J.J. Abrams back, which, I, I mean, I like his like, uh, style of directing and storytelling and all that. But um, I don't think he's very good at like, finishing things. And then they brought in like the writer of uh, Chris Terrio, which, I mean, he does have, like, Argo under his belt, but he also has Batman versus Superman under his belt, <laughs> and I feel like that is, like, like, well, two ends of the complete opposite spectrum right there, like, I haven't, I haven't seen Argo, but I, you know, I've heard, like, it's really good, it's very, you know, very good movie, um, but, I mean, I think everybody knows, by this point, Batman versus Superman's story, not the best, you know, so, like, you got him, uh, coming in and working with J.J. Abrams and I just, I, I don't know, I felt like they were trying to just do a lot of things in the movie and just even when I was watching the behind the scenes like featurette which was almost, almost as long, it was like two hours um, and uh, I don't know, it just seemed like, like as they were making things they were just so into the process of like hey, we're we're making the last Star Wars movie. Let's make this good, which I think they they did. They put a lot of quality into it. Just the amazing uh, uh, things that they put into. I like, just like tiny little like the minutia of the film um, were great, but like I felt like the overarching beats, the story of the entire saga, were kind of like missed. But anyways, so going back to Palpatine, like I don't think it was a big deal that uh, Palpatine was the big bad pulling the strings. I just wish that there had been have more hints of that in the previous two movies. Um, I feel like it would have just been a better story, story-wise. And again, uh, since you're listening to the Savannah Zombie Podcast, and you're probably wondering, like, why is this guy talking about Star Wars? I'm an author. Star Wars is a big influence for me. 
the story uh, that's one of the things that uh, gets me motivated to write um, and I love uh, kind of just taking movies like like this and looking at it from a story perspective so that's kind of always my my focus on 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 movies and especially Star Wars so there's that um, but yeah so anyways goes from from Kylo uh, to Palpatine then you go to Ray training she's training out in the jungle and uh, I really like I kind of like what they did with uh, with the uh, unused Carrie Fisher um, footage and being able to put her in this movie and kind of give her a little bit more of a, a little bit more of an actual finale, you know. Um, it's a real bummer that you know we lost Carrie Fisher in, in real life. Um, so I was really kind of wondering how they're going to do Rise of Skywalker, and uh, I feel like the way they did it, like you can kind of tell a few times that it's like not exactly like matching up but like um for the most part I, I mean it was i think it was a good send-off for her and for her character this episode of course was supposed to be more leia focused um which was you know kind of have to wonder you know if she was still with us uh how much more leia we would have gotten in this episode and i think that would have made it you know really strong especially because the moments that her and ray have in this movie especially as the master and apprentice um like i felt like they were really good uh, really good points of this movie one of the things that this movie did really well um and it would have been really nice to just get more of that and see more of that but uh you know unfortunately that's life um and we uh we lost uh we lost carrie fisher so you know they did the best they could with what they had and i think they did a pretty good job of it it was nice seeing that uh that uh, back and forth between her and Ray. Ray, of course, is just continuing to grow in the Force, um, which I feel like this movie finally gives an answer for that. And that was one of my biggest qualms with the sequel trilogy. It's like she is just like literally becoming like this powerhouse in the Force from going from nothing. And they kind of gave some like backwards answers for it. Like, well, when she fought Kylo, some of uh, his training like transfer or when Kylo was like uh trying to read her mind like somehow she read his mind and was able to get his training I was like okay that's kind of hokey I feel like you're just trying to like I feel like you're just trying to put something out there but so this movie finally opens up to why she's so powerful in the force um which is the the big reveal uh or it's I guess one of the many big reveals in this movie which uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really mind, but, uh, long story short, Ray's a Palpatine. She is a, uh, daughter of, uh, one of Palpatine's failed clones, which you don't really learn that until you, uh, read stuff on the internet or read the novelization. Um, but yeah, so she's basically his granddaughter and that's why she is partly so strong in the force because she's got this super dark side lineage um and uh so she just you know it begins to make a little bit more sense why she's so strong in the force why she's so powerful but uh anyways so she's training and she's just getting better but she's still not quite there she's trying to communicate with the the uh, Jedi that are gone with uh, Luke and nobody's picking up the phone and nobody wants to talk to Ray 
and it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting to kind of see that. I would have loved to see that a little bit more, and I think that's another thing with Rise of Skywalker, is that because it's moving so fast, and because it's picking up a year after The Last Jedi, it's like, man, it would be super helpful if there's a little bit more character development here but it's just like go 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 rush 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 and um i don't know it it was almost like i heard a lot of people say that it was almost like you could watch the force awakens and uh skip the last jedi and then watch rise of skywalker and it's almost like there's supposed to be like another movie in between here and it does feel like that it does feel like they should have been you know what uh I think they should have pulled like an Infinity War on us and released episode nine and then like like two weeks later be like, oh yeah, there's there's one more episode and then actually finish the thing out and like end end this episode on like a horrible cliffhanger. <laughs> um I think that would have been awesome. Uh I would have been okay being surprised by a tenth episode Disney. Why like and like and again, like Disney like completely could have done this and had the resources to do it. Um, but you could have released Rise of Skywalker and then like a few months later re-released this surprise episode 10. Do you know how much money that would have made? It would have made so much money. Um, but, uh, anyways, whatever. Disney, you do you. <laughs> so, uh, I'm at work and, uh, of course I've barely made it into Rise of Skywalker. So this is going to be a two part episode, not really for y'all because y'all just keep listening, but me, I'm about to go work a work day and then I'll come back and finish this episode. So, um, I'll see you when I get off of work. All right. Hey y'all, I'm back. Uh, and it wasn't a full work day. It was actually a couple days. I <laughs> recorded that, uh, Friday morning. And, uh, just, uh, after, after Friday, I was like, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, just, whew, wasn't in that, uh, Rise of Skywalker, uh, mood, so <laughs> I'm gonna jump back in here now, uh, re-listen to the, uh, the end of that first part, just so I could figure out where I was at, but, you know, it just, uh, it's just how it is, you know, but, uh, anyways, so, yeah, uh, I think it'd been really cool if they had kind of split episode nine into, into two movies. Um, I think it was probably possible, especially with all, there's like a lot of talk about like, uh, JJ Abrams saying he had like three hours of like his like first cut, like his like first cut was like three hours long. Um, it was, I think it was more than three hours cause the movie's almost three hours. Like, but like, anyways, it was like a really long cut and like he had like all the stuff that they didn't use none of which is like in the special features <laughs> it's all like like uh documentaries and stuff like that which is cool but it's like hey man i thought we we're gonna get some deleted scenes and stuff um but uh i mean on the whole like i think uh rise of skywalker it was really good um it had some really great moments but I think due to it's trying to not only just wrap up the sequel trilogy and trying to wrap up the whole Skywalker uh, saga, I felt like it just seemed like it, it seemed like it had to cram so much in there. Um, there were a few scenes that seemed very like fan servicey. Um, uh, some in the good way, some in like a like really 
Like, uh, for example, like me, like the fact that Chewie never got a medal at the uh, at the award ceremony in A New Hope never really bothered me. Like, I was like, uh, I think it it was explained like later. Like, it was explained a couple of different ways. One was like. Princess Leia just wasn't tall enough to reach Chewie, so he got one later. <laughs> and, um, because it's probably not dignified for princesses to climb ladders in award ceremonies. Um, uh, which is like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the other one was like, I think, like, something like Wookiees, like, they don't, it, they don't exchange, like, medals like that, so it's kind of like, it doesn't really mean anything to Chewbacca. Um, I think the, I mean, really, I mean, the only reason it means anything to Chewbacca in, uh, uh, episode 9 is because that was Han's medal and uh, so that's just a, another thing that he has of uh, of Han so uh, yeah I don't know like it was like things like that like Chewie getting the medal I was like okay cool we could have like used like these few extra seconds to either breathe on some characters earlier or you know like do something else <laughs> but alright make sure Chewie gets that medal JJ um, so, anyways, um, yeah, so, I mean, as far as, like, the Rise of Skywalker goes, I think, I think that's about, about it, as far as summary for me, um, I did really enjoy it, I saw it in theaters, and, um, I, I will say this, though, uh, I did take, uh, my daughter to see Force Awakens, um, uh, did I say, no, I didn't say her to see Force Awakens, she was just a baby, she did a little baby, uh, but I did take her to see Last Jedi, cause, uh, there was, I mean, there were some, like, dark scenes in there, but, like, I, I kind of covered her eyes, and, like, you know, and told her not to look, and stuff like that, like, the scenes was, like, Snoke being cut in half, and things like that, but, uh, I'm also sipping coffee, so that's what, what you hear in the background, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, seeing this one in theaters, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna let her watch this one yet. There's some really kind of like, like dark stuff, like the stuff with the Emperor was just kind of like unsettling. And then like when they're fighting him, um, and then they do the whole Indiana Jones face melt thing. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean, she's almost she's almost five now, so she definitely saw the Last Jedi like when she was like what two years younger, so like three, maybe almost three. Um, so she was also kind of like at the age too, like, she wasn't really going to remember, she just going to remember Star Wars. Um, so, but now that she's like actually like at an age where she like remembers things, I don't want to, I don't know, some of that stuff was kind of dark. I mean, it was, it was, uh, enjoyable, but I don't know, it kind of like, I don't know. It's like, like the whole debate too, like where like things were released back in the 80s like Jaws and, and Goonies and uh, I think it was another movie but like there's a bunch of movies that came out in the 80s that were like super dark and like they were rated like PG and like um, kind of like how the PG rating has changed from then to now and how the rating systems is yeah, I don't know, it's a whole different episode I guess but um, yeah so as far as Rise of Skywalker goes it, say it's my number two in the new sequel i'm i'm gonna say that last jedi's my favorite out of the new out of the new movies and i know like that's not a very popular opinion um I'm, and i'm not saying that last jedi is like the perfect movie 
but I'm just saying out of the sequel movies, The Last Jedi is my favorite. So I don't know if that's saying something. It probably is. But, uh, no, I, I mean, for me, I've always felt that The Force Awakens was just too, too much close to the plot line of, uh, uh, A New Hope, and it was just, like, it was just, like, nostalgia, like, kind of, for the sake of nostalgia, um, where The Last Jedi actually kind of tried to do its own thing, but it's still, like, there's so many, like, ties back into, um, the previous movies and stuff like that, and a lot of, uh, parallels between, it's almost like, it kind of, like, a lot of parallels between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, so it's almost like Last Jedi kind of carried the weight of Empire and Return of the Jedi, and that they could have gone into Episode Nine with, like, a completely new thing, but... I don't know if they just felt like they had to go back and like change things and or fix things from all the quotation mark backlash from the last Jedi, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Disney be doing what Disney do. Um, but anyways, it's definitely I don't know. It's it's still like even like watching in theaters like like as much as like was happening in in Episode Nine. I was like, man, I really don't want this to end because I didn't want the Star Wars saga to end. Um, of course, they're you know they're not they're not stopping making movies or anything. They've already announced like their next uh, big project. As far as I know, like all the other like side projects they got going on are still are still happening. Um, they well the guys that uh, did uh, Game of Thrones they were supposedly doing a, a trilogy and I don't think they're doing that anymore. Um, they've been like super quiet about Ryan Johnson's trilogy that he was supposed to be doing um, after all the stuff with Last Jedi, um, but they are moving forward with a new uh, a new thing, and they're going into the time of the Old Republic. So that'd be cool to kind of get away from everything, but it'd also be interesting because like, are they going to completely? Uh, like not reference anything in like the the new saga and all that um, or any of the kind of world building that they've already set up so it'd be interesting to see it's gonna be interesting to see like jedi like in their prime um not like how kind of like we see them in the prequels which i mean yeah they're still pretty they're pretty awesome but they're their force uh, sensitivity is kind of weakened uh, due to Palpatine and his mischievous ways. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see where Disney takes Star Wars. Uh, like I said, I wanted to talk about The Mandalorian when it came out. Uh, I felt like that was done really well, and it was done in a way that was... It felt like the uh the old movies but it wasn't like in a super fan servicey way or like a hey hey you remember this from the movies you remember this from the movies it's just it was i don't know i think i don't know if it was just like the way that it was shot or like just the the creators behind it um but i felt like it uh it just felt it just felt like the old saga you know it felt like a new hope empire and return of the jedi um, and it really made sense that, like, this would come after Return of the Jedi. Um, so, 
not everything Disney is doing is bad. I know everybody wants to hate on Disney for, you know, ruining Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know what she's doing. It's like, well, I mean, she was over Star Wars when uh, they made The Mandalorian, and Mandalorian's pretty good. Uh, Dave Filoni is uh, finishing up The Clone Wars. Uh, so that's uh, that's another thing that we probably didn't ever think was going to happen just because of the way uh, things went down uh, with Cartoon Network and then Disney buying Star Wars out. So they are doing the seventh season and final season of Clone Wars. Uh, there's already in the uh, books they're going to uh, pick up another season of Rebels. So, like, if you haven't watched... Uh, the, I mean, The Clone Wars is great. Don't get me wrong. I really like The Clone Wars, but... I've only, I've seen like a season and a half of the Rebels, um, and, and it's really something that I want to get back into, because it is super good, especially for a kid, like, I mean, it's, cause, I mean, it's technically still a kid show, but like, the story there, it, like, it, it's, it's really good, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, it's 100% Star Wars, and I think like Dave Filoni, the guy behind Clone Wars, uh, Rebels and then uh, Resistance, all the animated shows. Like I think he's got like a really good like like a heart for uh, for Star Wars, which I think like in my opinion, I feel like that's the thing that the sequel movies are missing. They're just missing that heart. Because um, like uh, the original trilogy, yes, George Lucas had a lot of influences um, and a lot of people telling him like, hey, like don't like do this thing, do this thing. And basically kind of just telling them, like, like, maybe we should change this and all this stuff. All these different influences. But the heart behind Star Wars was his. Um, and, uh, like, the whole like the whole world uh, was, was George Lucas's. Um, and they, and those movies just, they just, I don't know, they just resonate with, with everybody. Like, you can watch them now and it's still, like, everybody, everybody gets that. You know, everybody gets the hero's journey in uh, A New Hope. Everybody understands the like the the pain and loss and empire and everybody understands the the fun and for the most part like the you know the the return and redemption in our return of the jedi so like it's pretty i don't know like the original saga is pretty it's like pretty universal and then the prequels came along and uh george lucas i, I feel like the prequels what they lack in like the like the practical effects and the realism of the first saga which if you look back in it like that was the whole thing it's like this like a uh, used in like used future i think is what they called it where like uh, all everything looked like it was old but it was also new like future stuff too at the same time um where the prequels are extremely everything's shiny glossy you can tell a lot of things are computer animation and it lost that realism of it but it's still like i feel like the prequels still have that heart they still have that uh that george lucasness and when they came to do these sequel movies i know they were like yeah we're gonna do everything practical we're gonna do as much as we can practical and that's i mean i think that's great like i really enjoyed like all the uh like the practical stuff about it and the realness too to the the movies and like what you're watching they just got they don't they don't have the heart like i don't know what it is like they just don't have that i mean i've always said that like since force awakens they just don't have that lucasness and uh 
I feel like uh, going back to the cartoons and Dave Filoni, like, I know he spent so much time with George Lucas developing the Clone Wars. Like, I feel like he really, like, he really got what Lucas, like, was trying to do with Star Wars. And you can just see that. You can see it in Clone Wars, and especially, like, in the, like, later season, like this season. Like, you could just tell how much, how much, uh... I guess I don't want to say like like generic say how much love is put into it, but like you can just tell like that like this is something that like Dave Filoni not only gets but he cares about, um, and you can see that in uh, Rebels. I, I haven't watched any of Resistance, uh, but uh, I've heard it's good, so uh, I just haven't. It's one of those things on my list to watch. Um, and of course, you know, uh, Dave Filoni uh, teamed up with uh, John Favreau for. The Mandalorian. I think he directs the first episode. I think he, he directs two episodes, but the, I think he I think he directs the first one. I don't remember what the other one was. Uh, but yeah, like I just I think that's a huge match because I think uh, John Favreau, just with his background with Iron Man and the Marvel movies, like I think he he gets like how to bring like these giant, huge, epic stories and and time all together. And I think he gets Star Wars pretty well too, just by his his take on the Mandalorian. And it's a uh, Western kind of samurai uh, vibes. And uh, teamed up with Dave Filoni and then like a bunch of other like uh, super awesome like Star Wars creators and stuff like that. Like I feel like the Mandalorian really is a good successor to uh, to the old saga. And I don't, know, I don't know. I think that's one of my biggest qualms about the. Uh, about the sequel trilogy it's just I, I just feel like every time i watch it I'm like there's just something missing from this i don't i don't know what it is um and i i can never really put my finger on it and i feel like it's like they're trying so hard to be like the old movies that it just misses the mark and i, I don't know i don't know this i've still enjoyed them don't don't get me wrong i've still bought all of them i have uh the force awakens in the lab Last Jedi, like, collector's editions. They haven't done one for uh, Rise of Skywalker yet, uh, really. Um, but uh, they uh, will be releasing the, like, Skywalker Saga box, but it's, like, hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, oof. I mean, is there stuff on there that I don't already have? Like, it's got, like, 4K, and I was like, I don't care. Well, I don't really care about 4K video quite yet. Like, I'm not in that. <laughs> like, I mean have a 4k tv but i don't have a 4k player so um it's just uh like i don't know what you guys got in that box what you got in that you got a lightsaber in that box that might buy it. i don't know um but uh yeah so i don't know that's my convoluted review of rise of skywalker um the sequel trilogy uh i like star wars uh i'll take star wars in any way that you give it to me uh it's really good um if you haven't gotten into the audiobooks, there's a lot of audiobooks, uh, Star Wars audiobooks, that are really, really good. Um, of course, my favorite is Revenge of the Sith. Um, I tell a lot of people, it's like, hey, if you don't like the prequels, give Revenge of the Sith a listen on audiobook. It is way better than, like, the movie, and I'm a big fan of the movie, too. I like the movie. Um... But it goes into, like, all, like, the, the thought processes and, like, what's going on between, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin and Padme. Just, like, all of, like, the, the struggle, the internal struggles that you don't get when you're, uh, when you're watching a movie. And it really just adds so, so.
so much depth to it. Um, and Palpatine's just so much more like just uh, just pulling the strings and all that stuff and just uh, turning Anakin to the dark side. It's it's really good. I always recommend that one. Uh, Lost Stars is pretty good by Claudia Gray. It uh, it bridges the uh, kind of kind of bridges uh, the uh, old trilogy from Return of the Jedi to um, actually no 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 excuse me uh, it summarizes the old trilogy through a, a pair of uh, new characters uh, one kind of uh, ends up kind of going the imperial route and the other one goes the, the rebel route but uh, they uh, you kind of you get a, a an outside glimpse of the events and stuff like that that happened in the original trilogy um, with like the Death Star and like how that affected like the the Imperials and stuff like that working for like all the like the young cadets and all those uh, harmless stormtroopers, uh, <laughs> not harmless, but like all like the uh, you know people that were just there working their jobs, you know, all the space janitors on the Death Star that got blown up that you know everybody likes to talk about and quote quote clerks on. Dude, you're going you're going 60 60 on the on the interstate. That's not cool, dude. That's like that's like more dangerous than going up I'm driving all crazy, you know? Got to go a little bit faster than that. Uh, the joys of driving and doing your podcast. Uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, yeah, Lost Stars is really good. Check that one out. Um so I just re- recently listened to like the the new uh, like the sequel movie uh, tr- uh audiobooks. Uh, Force Awakens is you can you can pretty much just skip that one. That one's pretty much just beat for beat the the movie, and it's like I didn't really get anything extra out of that one. Um, the Last Jedi though, Last Jedi is pretty good. It, it yeah, kind of uh, I feel like it softens up all of the hard edges that people didn't like about Last Jedi. Um, like like the Canto fight scene and a lot of the Rose scenes, like it just takes care of a lot of that stuff, and um, it uh, yeah, it it really kind of uh, fills in some of the gaps there. So I think that's a really good one. Rise of Skywalker, I just listened to. Um, it has some extra stuff in there, but I didn't really feel like any of it really really mattered, and it didn't really fill in any of like the plot holes that I was concerned about, like. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine's a clone. It's yeah, it's pretty obvious that's that's what's going on there. But anyways, yeah, like so, Rise of Skywalker, yeah, whatever. But definitely uh, pick up Last Jedi. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't recommend enough Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it's just really well written and really well acted out. So check that one out. I think that's it. I think that's all I got for The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'll probably watch it uh, a bajillion more times. And I don't know, maybe my opinion will change. I actually have it saved uh, to uh, my phone. Um, so I can kind of just watch it whenever I get a few minutes. And uh, I've kind of been watching it like for the third time like that way. Um, so it's kind of been it's kind of fun. Uh, it's so small though, which is weird. Weird watching Star Wars on a small phone. It's not meant to be that way. It's meant to be in the theater these belong in a museum um so anyways yep that's it guys hey thanks for listening um what's uh what's up next what did i say i was gonna talk about next oh yeah that's right i said i was gonna do some uh world war z i'm gonna talk about just a little bit of everything in world war z uh talk about the game talk about uh the movie and of course talk about the book my personal favorite 
um, and of course audiobooks like if you aren't on the audiobook train you probably should be it's pretty awesome um, it's great for like long drives this isn't an ad for uh, you know a big uh, audiobook program no I don't I don't do ads for them unless they want to pay me because they got they got all that big money right now so uh, yeah anyways guys hey stay safe out there wash your hands uh, the coronavirus is still a thing so you know I don't know if you're what when you're listening to this if you're listening to this in 2020 you better wash your god dang hands you know what I'm saying so uh, if you don't have any soap and water near you, you better get some hand sanitizer scrub them boys or girls I don't know what your hands are I don't know what's going on it's 2020 y'all hey um, thanks for listening to my podcast if you haven't uh, I would greatly appreciate a review and tell me how bad this thing is um, and just like hey maybe don't record it in your car on the way to work dum dum and I'll be like yeah I'm probably not gonna do that um, but I'll take your stars you throw some stars my way some likes share with your friends be like hey this guy's got a super unreliable podcast that you can sometimes listen to and um we'll do that so hey i appreciate you listening and i'll catch you next time Hey everybody, this is Josh. Hey, um, so if you are an indie author or self-published author and uh, you're looking for a way to get your book out there, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in uh, doing some sponsorships for your book or your book series or, you know, whatever whatever you're doing out there, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm self-published, as you guys have probably heard listening to the podcast, and so uh, I know what it's like. I know what it's like trying to get your work out there. It's kind of hard to uh, find outlets for that sometimes, especially when it's just you. It's just you, one company of uh, one person. So... Uh, if you are interested in, in doing some ads, some advertisements on the Savannah Zombie Podcast, you can reach me a number of ways. You can leave me a message here on Anchor FM if that's the app you're using to listen to this. Or you can just shoot me an email at josh at com. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you and uh, looking forward to helping out.